What does that mean? <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Welcome to the True North Collective Podcast. True North metaphorically means your true center. If you follow Christ, then your true north is the direction that leads you to the heart of God. This podcast is about navigating through youth ministry, young adults ministry, culture, parenting, dating, marriage, and all that life has to offer. Navigating through those topics in the direction that lands at the heart of God. And now for your host of True North. What's good, everybody? Thank you for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. This is the True North Collective Podcast. My name is Lindsey Melton Jr. And yes, you heard my uh, my firstborn son, my oldest son, two-year-old boy. His name is Kellen Benign Melton. He's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> so what does he have to do with being in this episode? Well, for the next three episodes, we're going to talk about fatherhood. Um, definitely bring on two different individuals, one per episode. Um, and then I'll finish off the uh, the very last uh, episode in this series of fatherhood with uh, Father's Day being yesterday. So uh, hopefully you celebrated and honored your dad. Um, and I know not everybody has, you know, um, maybe a physical dad in their life per se. Well, hopefully um, God has put somebody that is like a father figure in your life. Uh, definitely honor them and celebrate them. But don't just do it, um, you know, for one day out of the year as far as yesterday. Don't let yesterday be the only time that you tell um, your dad or father figure, um, thank you, uh, or I love you, or I appreciate you, or I'm grateful for you. Don't just let it be one day of the year, but uh, try to do it all the days of the year. So, uh, <clears throat> and if you are listening pretty close, you can hear my son in the background. Um, uh, my wife, she wasn't feeling well today, so Kellen came to work with Daddy, um, and we are still praying that uh, she goes into labor with our second son ASAP. So um, it's, it's funny because um, uh, Friday, this past Friday, June 15th, was actually her due date. Um, but when we went to the doctor Thursday, her um, OB said that she had arranged for um, my wife to be induced uh, Tuesday, which is tomorrow, because she didn't want to miss her graduation on Friday. My doctor didn't want to miss her own graduation on Friday. So instead of inducing her Friday, which would have been more convenient, uh, she didn't schedule her for Tuesday. But it's not up to me. They know what's best, I guess. Um, so we're just praying that uh, she gets induced, or not induced, but she goes in labor before induction because I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready to hold my second son. And uh, so is she, and then obviously she's ready to be out of uh, pain you know, so to speak, trade one pain for another. Uh, but you, you, you didn't subscribe to listen to all that, so we're going to get right into it. Um, this is episode one of Fatherhood, and now this next guest, I'm going to say personally, um, I look up to him a whole lot. He's, uh, he's my best friend. Um, he's, he has <laughs> several million friends, 
so um, I don't. But um, I always like to surround myself with people that are going to help me win and they're going to challenge me. So therefore, I have a very small group of friends, and I'm okay with that because I know I have a I have a goal in mind, and that is at the end of my life, um, when God judges every work that I've done. If you ever read this in the Bible, but the 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 works that we do that are temporal and don't really matter, but we think they matter. Guess what? When He judges those, those things are going to burn up, and we won't get a reward for that. But the things that do matter, they will stand the test of fire, and he will say, good job, give us a reward, da-da-da, we go on about our way. Um, that's, what, that's my goal in life, is when I get in heaven, that I don't have a whole bunch of things burn up, but I have things that are lasting um, and, and please the heart of God. And this particular guest, he helps me do that. His name is Kelly Cole. Now, Kelly Cole's been on the on the uh, True North Collective podcast before when we uh, talked about uh, entrepreneurship. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you do. Make sure you do. I promise it's like full of wisdom. But Kelly Cole, if you don't know, um, Kelly Cole is a two-time number one best-selling author, speaker, entrepreneur. Um, he's the manager of Goatee Records' newest recording artist, Aaron Cole. But most importantly, um, Kelly is a follower of Jesus, and he is a dad. He's a dad to three Three, uh, three amazing, amazing young people. Uh, if you ever meet his kids, they are, oh my gosh, they're awesome. They are, uh, they're timeless. Um, I believe all three of them are legendary. Not just his oldest, Aaron, you know, because he's a recording artist, but even his uh, his daughter Alexis and his daughter Love. They are just, they're iconic. But uh, Kelly, how you feeling? I am great, man. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. Thanks for doing this one more time. Always a pleasure, my friend. <laughs> one thing I was thinking about, and I and I definitely feel like you can answer this question. You know, take your time with it. But um, wh- why is it? Why does the approval of a father carry so much weight? Do you think? Um, I think it's something that's embedded in us, man. Um, and I think about it's funny that you led off with this question because. It's kind of what I was thinking about um, driving here. Like, why is it so important? And the first thing that came to mind is whether we know it or not, man, Jesus said it. Most people miss this, but Jesus said it in the word. He says, I can only do what I see my father do. Wow. So whether we know it or not, we are trying to emulate or we will emulate what we see our father do. So it takes, you know, some serious awareness of the things not to emulate and the things to emulate. And some things we're going to find ourselves doing um, (laughs) that we didn't want to do. But guess what? Our fathers did it. Our grandfathers did it. Yeah. So it's the whole thing that has been embedded in us is, um, you know, we can only do what we see our father do. And we want to make our fathers proud. So think about um, think about Jesus. He wanted to make the father proud. And he mm. emulated what he saw his father do. You get what I'm saying? So think about it. So what was God? God was a giver, right? Yeah. It said, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So Jesus wanted to emulate that. And what did Jesus do? He gave his life. Wow. <laughs> God is the giver of life, and Jesus gave his life. All because of that's what his father does. 
because he saw his father do. Jesus said, I see my father work, so I work. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Now, do, subconsciously, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an example. Subconsciously, um, I'm, I remember growing up, and you know, hear my father talk about college and how when he went to college to play basketball and how how much college was a different level for him, and mm-hmm. how much he was homesick and you know went home and I mean and uh, missed home and missed his mom and all that stuff and eventually you know didn't finish college but quit. Yeah. Now, most people don't know this. My dad was uh, um, nominated for McDonald's High School All-American. He played with Isaiah Thomas, Mark McGuire, all of those guys coming up in Chicago. Wow. Now, just think, just think if he had persevered and stayed in college and played ball and did what he was supposed to do. He may have been in the NBA. We don't know. Now, subconsciously, I stored that in the back of my mind. So when I went to college and I played football and I was uncomfortable and, you know, I didn't like it and I missed home, subconsciously, I felt like it was okay for me to come home and quit college because what? My dad did it. Yeah. I remember having that thought sitting on my bed when I wanted to come home. It's like, well, my dad didn't finish. He quit. So subconsciously, as I grew older, that was something I didn't want to repeat. That was something I didn't want my son repeating. That was something I didn't want my grandkids repeating. So I no longer became a quitter. Since college, I don't believe I've quit anything else in my life. Wow, man. So going back to your question, a lot of us don't know it, but we can only do what we see our father do. So if there's no father present, we need to learn to find our heavenly father and emulate the things that he did. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's why we have so many kids, so so many young men who are lost because they don't have a father and nobody has introduced them to the father. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope that answered your question. We no. we got deep real quick. <laughs> we did. But that hey, that's why that's why I bring you on for this, man, cuz I I want to go deep. Um, I, I definitely got some more questions, but with what you said last, um, you know, I guess why this generation is so lost because of the lack of fathers. Um, obviously, there's no one reason, um, and it's been it's been a problem for generations and decades and decades and centuries. But when it comes to fatherlessness, um, fatherlessness, why is why is that normal now? It's it's a normal thing to, uh, um, or for example, like where I'm in youth ministry, and if a new kid comes, when they say both of their parents are together, I'm shocked. And it right. shouldn't be that way, but I am. You know, why Why do you think it, you know, the lack of a father being present, why is that normal to us? Um, I think because it became the norm, like you said, um, less and less men became men of, number one, their word, and men of character, men of who took responsibility, you know, yeah. Um, as I, as I look down the list, you know, my dad had both of his parents in the house, his father worked two and three jobs. So his wife didn't have to work and, you know, she took care of the house. Then you have my dad, <clears throat> my granddad never had any kids outside of the household. Then you had my dad who, you know, never married my mom, had two kids by her, then ended up marrying somebody else. So he had kids outside of his home. All right. So you go down to my next, to my generation. What do I do? I have a kid outside of my home and two kids by my wife. 
So my quest was, like you said, when I became aware, my quest was to share with my son, hey, these are the repercussions. These are the consequences of living this type of lifestyle. You have the opportunity to change it. You have the opportunity to go in a different direction. And so I have preached to him. I have, you know, gave him the example. I have showed him the, you know, the the cause and the effects of doing things out of the will of God. So yeah. I think that, like you said, with the lack of father, with the lack of a father, you know, training their sons and talking to their daughters, because I'm going to say it this way, because I didn't want to lead off with the women, but mm-hmm. the lack of a father affects not only the boys, but affects the girls. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? So you think about it. Young ladies are, are becoming mothers at a younger and younger age. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, so with that, man, I didn't want to go this way, but, but think about it this way. So women have a natural desire, the way God made them, to be covered. Yeah. A lot of these young ladies are settling because their father is not in their life, so their desire for covering causes them to only be covered when they're laying on their back. So subconsciously, they're praying for and they're wanting, they're longing for covering, okay? Yeah. And it's causing them to sleep with these guys who have no interest in making them a wife and being a husband, nor being in the kid's life, nor taking any consequence with what comes with laying with these young ladies. And it all starts with the head. It all starts with the father that's missing in the young lady's life and in the young man's life. Mm. So if you think about it, you got kids having sex 13, 14 years old. They don't know who they are. They don't know. I mean, they're afraid. You know, some of them are even afraid to go to school. You know, they find out a young yeah. lady. So, so, I mean, it's just started. It's just, you know, it's just a curse. It's just something that needs to be broken, man. It's something that needs to be broken. And, you know, I don't know if there's any young ladies missing, but I'm, I'm working with my daughters now to not fall into this, um, this trick, too, of the enemy. Yeah. You have so many women that have a natural, a woman's natural desire is to nurture, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's to create something, it's to make something. The one thing they shouldn't be nurturing or trying to create is a man, a man that they're going to be with. All right, I'm going to break that down. So say, for instance, a lot of women end up in relationships and end up in situations with a guy who's not qualified to cover them because their natural instinct to nurture feels like they can nurture this man or nurture this boy and make him a man, which is Mm. impossible. Yeah. Which is impossible. The one who God calls, who God has for you will be a man and be able to cover you. So don't settle. That's for the young ladies. That's good, man. (laughs) That's real good. I'm going to have a coach on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, there's uh there's one answer you had um when you said uh less and less men um have become mm-hmm. men of their word yeah and so here's my question as a father how do you set the thermostat for your children's expectations of you yeah because that's where it starts at okay yeah. just like you why did i why was that so important to me to keep keep my word to my children because I didn't want them to feel that same pain or same let down feeling I had when my dad told me something and didn't follow through. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now 
I noticed that I had that feeling. I know I experienced that. And if you watch any type of movies that have a dad in there that's not doing what they're supposed to do, you always see the kid looking out the window, waiting on their dad, their dad never showing up, and their dad telling them, hey, I'm going to be there, or I'm going to do this, I'm going to pick you up, we're going to the park, we're going to play basketball, I'm going to get you that bike. And it always ends in the kid being hurt by his dad not keeping his word. So I made up in my mind at a young age, when I had kids, I'm never going to promise them anything. I'm never going to tell them anything and not keep my word. So that started when my kids were young. And I started off by telling them, hey, if you ever need me, I'm going to be there for you. Okay. Now, and I never told them, hey, Friday, we're going to the mall. Friday, we're going to the park. I never told them anything like that and broke my word. Mm -hmm. Why? Because if they can't trust me to take them to the mall, how are they going to trust my word that I'll always be there for them? My kids know because I will keep my simplistic word. They know if anything happens, they know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to be there because I'm a man of my word. The only way I don't do what I say I'm going to do, I literally have to not be breathing or has not, it, it can't, it's not possible. Yeah. That's the only way I'm not keeping my word. But I made it a point. That's why I set the thermostat by being a man of my word and being a man that keeps his word and does what he says he's going to do. So my kids believe that they they know that they can take that to the bank. They know if anybody um, going to lie to them, they know I'm not going to lie to them. I'm going to tell them the truth and yeah. I'm going to make it happen. Oh, uh, well, that's what, what would be your advice on the things like because, um, uh, I mean, it's going to happen. It's like, you know. Obviously, if um, if a child asks um, his or her dad, you know, for something and they flat out can't provide that for whatever reason, uh, mm-hmm. what's your, how, I guess, what's your advice on how to navigate through that in order for them to keep their word? You know what I mean? Yeah. So just, just be honest with your kid. You know, start yeah. with, like you said, being being honest. So I start with, you know, just being an honest, honest dad, being not not painting myself as Superman. Say, hey. Your dad is a human. Your dad is a man. I don't have any superpowers. Don't look at me as I'm not a human. I bleed. I hurt. I have pain. You know, the same feelings and emotions you have, I have. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So a lot of times when you leave with that, your kids will understand, say, hey, well, baby, I can't do that, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, work some extra hours. I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to do some side jobs. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get this for you or to do this for you, if that makes sense. No, or make it a project. You know what I'm saying? Or make it a project. Ooh, I like you that. You know, something that, um, something that I started doing, you know, the older my kid, well, even when they was young, even when I, I'm raising, you know, I, I call myself raising entrepreneurs. So, hey, um, I started off my baby girl love with her own lip gloss line at age of four. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I embedded yeah. in her mind um, a way to make money. So now, you know, last week, I don't know if she want me to tell you this, but anyway, so last week, um, you know, before they got to school, I said, hey, baby, what you going to do this summer? You thought about, you know, you know, creating a product, service, whatever, something you can do since you can't work a job. She said, yeah, I thought about it. I want to start my lip gloss line again. And she was like, well, this time I want to make it. She want to make her. So she, we went out, we bought the stuff. So she's manufactured her own lip gloss. So what am I teaching her? How to earn money. So as a dad, I can say, hey, all right, um, I can't do this, but hey, let's figure out a way to start something on the side so we can earn the money to do it. 
And with YouTube, I always say this all the time, with YouTube, you have no excuses. I have a friend right now who got laid off from his job. He had about $25. He um, bought some plywood, and I think he had a drill and a saw that his dad let him borrow. And he went on YouTube. He said, I wanted to learn. He said, I went on YouTube, and all I did was search for what you can make with um, some two-by-fours and plywood. And he learned how to make these tables. Okay, yeah. So with $25, he made these tables. He posted it on Internet. He posted it on Facebook Marketplace, and he sold it for $180. Wow. Now he's getting orders from all over the United States. This is a kid that's in Atlanta, Georgia right now, just had a brand-new baby, decided not to sit around to soak. He used his resources that he had, got on the Internet, learned how to make these tables, uh-huh. And he's selling them all over the United States for $180 a pop, and they take them about $25, $30 to make. Wow. So my answer to that is there's really no excuse. Yeah. Just total transparency. Total transparency. There, there really is no excuse. You either want to do it or you don't want to do it. You make yeah. it happen or you don't make it happen. It's, I mean, it's that simple. Dang. Dang, dang, dang. Uh, I have another. I got another question. <laughs> Kelly, you blow my mind, man. <laughs> Look, uh, because my favorite thing with you is everything is, even though it's, uh, it feels like it's out of the box, but at the same time, yeah. it's doable. It's like, okay, yeah. I could do that like right now, or I, I could have been doing that yesterday. You know what I mean? So that's that's yeah. always like about you. Um, I was yes. thinking about, I was thinking about this on the way over, and. Um, like there's a difference between uh, gas stations and oil change specialty shops. Um, so mm-hmm. when it comes to being around your child uh, or, you know, spending time with your child, that's, that's always going to gas you up. Uh, and you meet sometimes it'll deflate you as well. Um, but mm-hmm. at, before father, um, what or who or where is your oil change specialty shop? So to speak, what, what do you go to, where do you go to or where do you go to uh, to get worked on, to get fits, to get replenished, mm. upgraded with new things to try or whatever it is? Wow. Good question, man. Um, another thing I was pondering on today and this, this particular week, man, is, okay, I go to church. Number one, I will say this. I do go to church to be replenished and, you know, get my specialized oil change. Yeah. Um, I attend – Aside from that, I attend a lot of uh, personal development workshops. You know, I talk to my mentor. So just like you, man, I have uh, my mentor, and and it's his birthday today. His name is Rodney Johnson. Uh And every time I talk to him, he's always talking about another level or going higher. You get what I'm saying? And I'll be like, man, if I could just get to your level, I'll be happy. But he's always going to another level or taking me higher. Like, I remember when um, I bought my um, my minivan for the very first tour I took Aaron on and his group called the, the Future Kings. Yeah. And I was so proud of that van. And he, you know, he congratulated me. And we went on that tour. And then the next year, we used the same van to go on the tour. About the third year, he was like, well, Kale, it's time to upgrade. And I was like, what you talking about? I was like, man, I love my minivan. This thing is perfect. Good gas mileage. You know, it's cool. I love it. He was like, no, nah, it's time to go to another level. He said, he said, you can't ask people for 10 grand driving a minivan. Wow. And that just was like, wow, but you're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. But every time I talk to him, 
he's always pulling me. He's always taking me to the next level. He's always pushing me to go forward. Like, cause I never, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I never would have upgraded. I never would have went to the next level had he not challenged me. And I'm going to end this, you know, question with this. This is what I was pondering this week and today. Here's the problem. A lot of people who go to church, they OD on church and spiritual life and spiritual fulfillment. They OD on that feeling, you know, and they they constantly go to church seeking that, that high again. That makes sense. Yeah. So they go to church to get fulfilled. They get this, this high. They get this feeling. But here's the problem. They never do any personal, de- personal development, which is why they stay in the same place. Wow. So they're just seeking a high. They're just going to church to say they went to church, and it becomes a routine and a social club. Like you said, they go get a recharge or they go get a boost, but they live stay the same because they don't apply the they don't apply the word and outside of that they don't do any personal development you know what i'm saying they don't do anything yeah. like if you have the desire to get wealthy jesus said i have given you the power to what get wealth so let's break that down if he's giving you the power that means he's giving you the tools mm-hmm. to do what to get up and get wealth that means you got to use your tools and go get it that's good. So, yeah. Man, that's, that's what I so say. Good. But, yeah, that's where I go. That's where I go, bro. Whew. That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> Kayla, I know you're a busy dude. So, first off, uh, thank you so much for taking time out to just let me pick your brain and pick it apart. Um, do you got anything coming up or anything like that? Any uh, social media where people are reach out and follow and keep up with you? Yeah, man. Um, all of my social media um, handle is at Mr. Kelly Cole. So at M-R-K-E-L-L-Y-C-O-L-E. And my website is www.mrkellycole. But yeah, man, you can find my events on there. And, you know, I'm taking bookings right now and doing, you know, speaking engagements, book signings and all of the above. I do have a men's conference I'm speaking at in Kingsport, um, I believe it is July the 28th, if I'm not mistaken, but um, you can find that on my social media. So, But, yeah, man, thank you for having me, man. Anytime, bro. Now, remember, everybody, this is uh, part one of three in our series called Fatherhood. Um, make sure you tune in next week because we'll, we'll drop another episode with another special guest, a good friend of mine, who's going to come with a whole nother perspective when it comes to fatherhood. So definitely, um, if you haven't already, make sure you thank, honor, celebrate um, your father or a father figure, not just uh, one day of the year, but every day. Let them know uh, that you love them, you're thinking about them, but also, most importantly, pray for their strength and their wisdom and their guidance, physically, spiritually, and mentally so. Got it? Thank you so much for tuning in to True North. We hope you'll join us again next time.